Don't worry, sis. I'm not the only one who's been a dork lately. This one's for you. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. Uh, we are the podcast this week about another Disney Channel feature. This is our second almost full-length movie that we've sat through from the Disney Channel. Uh, it's sort of like our holiday present to ourselves, because it was only 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, we're a podcast about the worst books in the world, etc. Joining me tonight, I have a very special panel. First up, uh, his name is Chris, but in the comic book he wrote about himself, he goes by Kerr. <laughs> That's right. And you know what? Kerr could zap the pants off of you guys. So watch it. <laughs> what a better use for that power. I never even thought about zapping people's pants off. Yeah, it's the only good use. <laughs> also joining me tonight, he's uh, he's writing a song, and it sounds something like this. G chord, G chord, G chord, G chord. Grr, I screwed it up. It's Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to go smash my guitar because my kid sister told me I wasn't good enough. <laughs> You're really invested in her opinion of you. <laughs> it's the only thing I care about. Uh, also, joining us tonight, we have a very special guest. He's gorgeous, but upon further inspection, it turns out he plagiarizes his emo poetry, so you probably don't want to date him. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Drew. I might accidentally call you guys Ker the entire <laughs> night. Uh, just because uh, my brain isn't quite uh, functioning <laughs> at, a, at, a, at, a, at a regular level. You're so gorgeous, I'm sure we'll forgive you eventually. Oh, yeah, whatever, man, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> also, of course, uh, uh, me, I'm hosting, I'm a giant pinata whale full of fake kelp and protest flyers. My name is Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is my favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> I also hope that uh, nobody pulls that rope. <laughs> you don't want to know what that rope does. Yeah, I mean, we, we should only pull that rope until we know there's only time for denouement. The rest of the <laughs> We're already being a little mean-spirited. The way we like to start and end the show is with a compliment, so it seems fair. It's a compliment sandwich. Chris, you're up. What is your compliment for this movie? My compliment is how true to the time this movie was made. This movie really was. <laughs> it, it was made in 2006. Yeah, really, and, really caught the spirit of 2006. I, I, no, I and you know too. what the spirit of 2006 is? It's tablet PC. <laughs> <laughs> right? So the netbook hadn't come out yet, and everyone's like, how do I do work on an airplane? <laughs> oh, wait. I have a touchscreen in which I can clumsily draw little paintings. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think that was the, the new hip thing. Um, they've been around for just a little bit, but they perfected the. This one clearly has a battery life of a kajillion hours. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, they really nailed it. So I got to say, period piece, check and check. All right, so one of the things we're going to do a little differently tonight is because no one has seen this movie, we're going to dumb down a little bit. So offer a brief explanation of the role the tablet PC played in this movie, please, Chris. So the main character, Jamie, keeps a diary that uh, accidentally goes public. But this diary, she always writes on her tablet PC. So sometimes it's words in very big font that varies. <laughs> it basically looks like a terrorist hostage <laughs> letter. Um, but then there's little drawings, right? Yes. Uh, made in like kid pics if you're only using square tool. <laughs> Perfect summary. Interestingly enough, my compliment was about the technology as well. So, But this is more forward-thinking than a tablet PC. This is 2006 on steroids. At one point, she has to email her document to a friend of hers. And the way she does that is she, on the tablet with her stylus, 
clicks on the document, drags it over to an email icon, lets it go, boom, done. (laughs) (laughs) Email to who? I don't know. It goes to the right person. Exactly. So in 2006, they were thinking of the future, and in the future, the computer can tell who you mean to send stuff to. (laughs) Ironically enough, it can't tell whether you mean to send that thing or the actual assignment (laughs) you wanted. (laughs) Send the wrong document. But it totally read her mind for the address and subject line. You know, I'm just going to geek out a little bit here. I bet you could build a Grease Monkey script. They could totally do that. You could just could have read a, your mind. <laughs> no, I mean, a little hot icon because it's like email to Lindsay, and she just shortened it to email because she's the only person who Oh, that's, she knows. <laughs> that's the only person who contacts. So, like, she just has one icon that means you have to email it to Lindsay. <laughs> Either that or it's Russian roulette with the concept. Either way, I, I envision some fun to be had. I like that <laughs> yeah. better. I like there's just a random button that you drag a file to, and it sends it to somebody. Something happens. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like the idea that if she wants to get if she wants to get in touch with someone else, she has to send it through Lindsay first. <laughs> she has to email it to Lindsay. So I think I must have a soft spot for slightly goofy father figures, uh, <laughs> because Ralph is uh, the main character's father, and he has a, a pizza place called Ralph's Pizza Shack, which is a great name if you're Ralph and you want a pizza shack. <laughs> um, and his main thing is to to make. Pizza that would no one would ever want to eat. And his second thing, besides that, is also to wear different hats based on his moods. <laughs> so one of his hats uh, says number 23, another one is a tomato, another one is a star, and the other one is Ralph's Pizza Shack. Um, I don't know what each one means, but he does right, ro- uh, rotate through them fairly regularly. I think he's trying to tell us that he wants to get out of this movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I was grasping at something to like in this movie, and I thought maybe he would be it when he showed up, but really... The whale edged him out. Yeah, the, whale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the whale beat him by a mile. Just much, much better. I, I mean, the, the acting of that whale <laughs> was pretty fundamentally great. At first, it was mouth closed, yeah. and then it was mouth open. Journey, I'm on it. So the, the rope, you, you pull the rope, and then the whale explodes out of kelp. And I just thought it was just like a trap door in his belly. But like his mouth fell open, and there was some sort of like mechanical or wind force that expelled the kelp out. I mean, it was a very complicated machine they built. Now, yeah. I, so you said complicated machine. I say somebody's little brother was inside throwing things. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I like Probably Connor was doing it to get it uh <laughs> she'll love me now she'll love me now <laughs> drew we got your compliment still i forgot uh well i mean i, I guess that uh, my, my compliment for this movie is that I, I don't know how well it was executed but the concepts they were trying to tackle in this piece were were quite large i mean very very grand concepts i mean they, they are dealing with stuff that like fight club has tried to deal with <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, they're dealing with schizophrenia on a grand level. Yes. <laughs> you go through it, and it, there are some very frightening, frightening things, like dystopian society <laughs> stuff going on in here. Drew, for a second, uh, dumb down for our audience, so uh, give us a quick synopsis of the uh, schizophrenic business. So, so essentially, in, in the movie, our, our uh, protagonist... Uh, if you will, uh, Jamie, creates a story. Uh, She calls it her diary, but it's really not a diary because it's about someone other than herself. (laughs) And uh, she creates a diary with a fictional version of herself named Iz. And Iz is this, like, cool, collected person. And at first it's just a story, and she's telling the story. But as she gets more and more famous, her diary gets published. And as she becomes more and more famous, Iz 
becomes this horrifying Tyler Durden character (laughs) (laughs) that stays behind her and like, and makes her talk to herself. I mean, it's even, it's called out numerous times. Like her brother at one point, she goes, stop playing my music. I need to think. And he goes, oh, you're going to keep talking to yourself. (laughs) It's serious, like psychotic behavior that's going on. And everyone's paying attention, like nothing's going on. But I mean, she follows her around and it's like, you can't destroy me. She's like, I closed my tablet. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what were the rules with it though? Right? Because like, Older sister got hit in the face with kelp. I don't know how that happened. And, uh, <laughs> and at the end was being punished by doing the dishes. So so was that Jamie or not? Like, I think, how are the dishes being done? No, no, I think this is exactly like Fight Club. Is that like at the end of Fight Club, he shoots himself in the mouth, but his alter ego gets shot in the back of the head and dies. It's the same thing. Like, she shoots herself in the popularity. <laughs> and It's a grazing blow to her, but a fatal blow to her yeah, sister. Exactly. <laughs> who is punished forever to doing dishes which is the most horrible thing for a girl to ever have to do i'm gonna put a spoiler alert before that one spoiler alert <laughs> not about the dishes but but more about about the uh, the fight i guess both are good spoilers so, so yeah spoiler on both those spoiler alert <laughs> dishes happen <laughs> they're the same uh, person yeah. no you know what i don't care <laughs> if you haven't seen fight club yet they're the same person deal with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, it brings up a fascinating moral, this entire movie does. And it it seems to me almost that the moral is that her writing this story created an alter ego, like an evil alter ego (laughs) that won't leave her alone. Like almost like writing is what creates evil in this world. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's almost saying just be yourself and don't do anything creative or else you'll get out of Get out of control. I wanted to. I wanted to talk about the morality. So we, since we're here, let's do it. There's this other bizarre thing that happens with the morality. This beautiful, I would say, Disney irony, <laughs> where it's yet another Disney movie about like a young kid who gets super successful and it kind of destroys her. And then, of course, all of the Disney actors end up going on and getting really famous and then having it destroy them, like Miley Cyrus taking naked pictures with her dad and, uh, uh, of course, the redhead from the Slugbug movie who, like, has done everybody now. <laughs> oh, and the girl from High School Musical who did all those naked pictures that we looked at last time. Is, is, I'm sorry, Alex, is na- doing naked pictures the only way you can destroy yourself? Because you should raise the bar there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, as a person who's never done naked pictures, I can only assume that it is the devil incarnate. Yep. <laughs> I, all right, so maybe that's the Disney way to go crazy. Fine, but... Uh... Well, Lindsay Lohan, that was I think she's the girl from Slugbug. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was talking yeah. about, Lindsay yeah. Lohan. That girl, man. Gosh, what a crazy, what a crazy, crazy, crazy. She went crazy. She went much crazier than just naked pictures. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying, if you're a kid star girl on Disney... Pay attention to the script of your movie because it might be an indication of what's going to happen later. I mean, it's not like the guys turn out that well, right? Uh, Corbin Blue ended up being a man whore on that model show that got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so. that, wow, yeah, on uh, that show we watched several episodes ago. Oh, and and yeah, and Zach Efron ended up being chained up in in Chris's basement. So and like, no one really wins this one. <laughs> what do you mean? I win. I win. <laughs> Can we talk about how creepy it is that her parents depend on her fame and fortune, not because they're taking the money that she's making from selling books, but because they're relying on her popularity to fill their pizza place? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a, br- a brief digression to dumb this one down. So her mom and dad run a pizza joint, and her dad 
sucks at making pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has the best cheese pizza around. It's right. just that he always... He just covers it in shit. He'd have, like, this weird pizza experiment. He'd put, like, you know, like, liver and onions or whatever on a pizza. And then he would just deliver it to a table. He didn't care if they had ordered it or not. I mean, the guy sucked at running a pizza place. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy that we're breaking up the pizza place now because there's so much crap about that pizza place that irks me <laughs> For instance, like, at the very end of the movie... When he accidentally gets sea kelp on the pizza, <laughs> his brother does, yeah. and it turns out to be a smash hit. But his solution, he goes, oh my god, it's the seaweed. We need seaweed. Lenny, get that sushi out of the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> and it, what pizza place is just like, oh, we'll keep this sushi in the refrigerator. <laughs> Not to mention that the sea kelp that went out was the sea kelp that had been sitting in the whale yeah. and then had fallen on the gym floor and then had gotten picked up and brought to the pizza place and put on. Uh, and before that, it was in a large recycling toter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I should add, I mean, that really, just because it grew in the sea does not mean it's the edible kind of seaweed. I mean, they're, they're not all the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, sea kelp is largely edible. Well, uh, in that case. All right, yeah. and they're all the same. Okay. <laughs> They might have really liked it because it wasn't edible and they were just getting really, really high or something. Well, that's the pizza place. Well, but, you know, we haven't actually you know. done any real, like, so we've done a lot of piecemeal summarizing, so I think we should do once over the actual plot of the movie, and I think how we should do it this week is we should do, we're going to do tag team summaries. So we'll take turns, and you tell, like, one plot point, and we'll try to work our way through it. What do you think? All right. Let's do it. Sounds good. We're doing a linearly, uh, linearly yes. right? Yes. Not, that's okay. The, that's the goal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, I, I, I jump ahead to the end then, is it just over? <laughs> if you miss anything crucial, you're out. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is read, it, read it and weep the memento edition. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, the way you asked that, you, it sounded like you were expecting us to do just like, we'll just say random plot points and not like what order they came in. <laughs> it doesn't matter for the movie. It shouldn't matter for the <laughs> listeners. Yeah. All right. Well, so just to start out with, uh, as I, we've hinted at before, there is a girl, and she is in high school. And there's this essay contest that she is going to enter, but due to some distraction from her friends, the arty one and the black one, she emails the wrong thing to her friend to print and accidentally submits her diary. The diary is practically a novel, uh, and it uh, gets accepted to be the winner of this essay contest. She gets $1,000, and they publish the entire essay in a uh, school paper, which everyone becomes infatuated by. And somehow that's the stepping stone to being published with a book deal. So she then becomes a bestseller and loses all of her friends when she gets famous. As you would expect uh, with somebody who's gotten famous and loses her friends, she keeps getting more and more into herself and she forgets about everybody. And then finally she misses a crucial protest rally that the black one had organized. And so her friends are finally done with her. But at least her fame and power is able to get her the hot guy to uh, ask her out to the dance. Everything 
things groovy until she finds out he's really dumb. One of her best friends has a huge named Connor has a huge crush on her and uh, has always loved her and desperately wants to be with her and does not want her to be with the hot guy. The hot guy seemingly writes really good poetry, which is one of the reasons why she really likes him. And uh, at this big climactic dance, she finds out the hot guy didn't write the poetry. He's just a, a doof. Then apologizes to all her friends for being jerks. She sprays kelp over all her classmates and goes makes up with Connor. And they actually kiss, which is kind of surprising for a Disney movie. And and did we mention that she's schizophrenic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We also forgot to mention that, yeah, the entire diary is, in essence, her Middle Earth version of her high school. <laughs> <laughs> in which there are wizards and stuff. It's like a comic book of her high school. And uh, beautifully, it comes out and everybody in the high school reads it and loves it. And then when she says, yes, it's based on real people, that's when they notice that everybody is exactly like them at the high school, (laughs) including the hot guy Marco she's in love with, who is a hot guy named Marco in the comic book. (laughs) They managed to go almost an hour of the movie without figuring it out. Oh, those are suspiciously like us. Now we hate you. It's like how you feel about Crocs. You know, first they were good, now they're bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of a single book that everybody in my high school read, including the assigned material. I don't think there's one. Yeah. Everybody read that book in, in just 10 minutes. Everyone had already gotten it. It was a really short book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone, everyone's read a stop sign before, right? I mean, that's All right, so I guess the, the really important burning question that I need to ask all of you guys is uh, Team Connor or Team Marco? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> team Whale, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> if we're just given those two options, I would pick Connor. And, and here's the reason why I would pick Connor is that Connor has a weird brother that <laughs> simply <laughs> – Connor's brother is a guy who offers – he looks – 30. He offers sage advice. I have no idea what the hell he does for work. <laughs> so when I'm, when, we're, when I'm watching this, Megan is in the next room like working on something, and every once in a while, I'll just hear a yell that'll be like, Connor, find someone else! Something <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to hit on a little bit, guys. Is one-dimensional environmentalism? <laughs> <laughs> yes let's talk about this the idea that you can that you can save like all the animals that are currently being tested on just by having some kind of protest you know not protesting any specific like company or anything just just protesting in general yeah <laughs> just yeah they just show up like out in a park and they're just like save bunnies and then there's a giant picture of a cat that was their protest that was it yeah it's like the kids in junior high who wanted to have a sit-in but not really about anything so we all just sat there the thing i liked about reading and weep is that it's actually a really great companion piece to new moon (laughs) because new moon is about you know in part when uh, jacob becomes a werewolf it's about like the terrible things that happen to guys when they hit puberty Mm -hmm. and this is basically the terrible things that happen to girls when they hit puberty right you know so like just imagine this girl didn't look like she was always 10 Instead of becoming yeah. famous, she just, you know, gets hot. <laughs> it's pretty much the same storyline. It's just, you know, uh, this is what happens if you get hot, right? Uh, everyone pay attention to you. They'll love you. But then you'll lose your real friends. And then you'll be covered in kelp. 
but then those old friends will turn into new boyfriends. So you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. So so that brings me around. So what's what's the moral here then about going through puberty as a girl and becoming pretty? What 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 do we learn? I think the important thing is it just. You have to judge the time scale of this. Eventually, you'll get ugly, right? So, like, if you get popular, eventually you'll get unpopular. And so, just sort of, you know, take it with a grain of salt, right? You should pay attention to the people who liked you when you were an uggo. <laughs> I should point out, even though they were losing a ton of money for a long time, her family is not poor, because... Jamie has a two-bedroom bedroom. bedroom. Yeah, her house is ridiculous. As well as a tablet PC from the future. (laughs) Her parents spent a lot of money on her. Yeah, and I mean, not only just her, they spent a lot of money on Lenny, too, the brother. Yeah. I mean, that brother's guitar, that was a fucking nice guitar. (laughs) And then... His room uh, has a giant three-dimensional mixed-media art sign that says Lenny. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in in Lenny's defense, he is the lead singer to the Rembrandts, apparently. (laughs) That song. It sounded like the Friends song. You know, I wrote that same exact thing down. Really? Uh, it's the song. I mean, can can we hear the song at all? Just like ten seconds of it? Yeah, here's a clip from the song. I mean, how close to "I'll be there for you whenever you call"? I mean, is that song? It's the same goddamn song, and it's the same open major chords. Yeah, and the exact same harmonies almost. I mean, the, the, the fact that those people learned the harmonies in essentially the five seconds that it took them to walk up Wait. to the stage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we see him as a guitar player, like, in his room, trying to play his one chord and failing. But he And then he, like, shows up at the dance and is like, I guess I will play guitar, and he jumps on stage, and there's a rhythm guitar, a bass player, and a, and a drummer who all know the song. The one song that he's been talking yeah. with this whole whole day. Well, everybody knows G G G G G G G. Also, when they were first listening to it, he he was practicing just the same chord over and over again, and and, and Jamie's friends are like, Lenny's really good. Yeah. <laughs> You hear that? Lenny's really good. Yeah, because the girl just peered around the corner. I thought there's no way they're complimenting the music. That girl wants Lenny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. No, I, 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 just to prove that we're not exaggerating here, I want to play a clip of him playing the one chord and them saying how good it was. Listen to this. <laughs> Lenny sounds pretty good. He's awesome. Too bad he won't play anywhere else besides his bedroom. <laughs> that is a, an untalented guitar player. But this goes back. This goes back to what my dad said when I was a very young boy. He said, uh, "Learn to play guitar. High school girls will want to fuck you." So there you go. That's good advice. It is. I wish my dad had actually given me that advice. It would have been so much better. Yeah, right. Yeah, my dad just said, "Lose weight, Drew." <laughs> <laughs> favorite line from the movie it came from the reporter and it was the thing that was said while jamie was talking to herself and and the reporter was trying to get to the commercial she said up next 
seven things in your toilet bowl <laughs> well, that could kill you. Kill you. Yeah, that, was <laughs> that was a great tease. Which is great because most people can only think of the two. Yeah. So, so yeah, what, what are the other five things, guys? Really quickly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I might get water. Water has got to be one. Definitely uh, water. Uh, so uh, water, urine, poo. That's three. Yep. All those could kill you. Uh, yeah. What, what, like a snake. Like a snake. <laughs> well, yeah. So so I guess what we got to ask is, does she mean always in your toilet or sometimes in your toilet? Because if it's that st- standard, uh, for me, uh, guns. Uh, <laughs> Bunny rabbits. Uh, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Wait, wait, wait. How would the gun kill you, Alex? <laughs> well, once you put it in a toilet, it malfunctions. Oh, oh. so then when you need it later, then it won't fire. Is what you're exactly. Saying. <laughs> Did she say in the toilet bowl or the, in, the, in the toilet? Like, was it specifically the bowl? I don't know. Maybe you could hide a bomb in, like, the toilet tank. Ooh, that could kill you. Oh, it's a toilet bowl, dude. Toilet paper. That could kill you if you tried to breathe it. Yeah. <laughs> There's the water beast from Abyss. Maybe that thing could come <laughs> Great. Well, yeah, at least seven things then. Yeah. I mean, if, if our standard is something that could be in a toilet hypothetically that could kill you, really, we could come up with a lot more than seven. Yeah. If it's things that oh, are currently yeah. in my toilet, I can only think of six things that are there right now. Well, you're obviously not including your evil alter ego that's sitting in the toilet. <laughs> really the, the toilet has its all own toilet alter ego sitting next to you. Get more things that can kill people. <laughs> And you know the other thing too is that like I mean, the, the adults in the in the movie. I mean that, that book, even the, the little quotes they brought were just awful. Those what an awful book! What an awful <laughs> awful book she wrote. I mean, I mean, she zaps them into eternal. Uh, uh, what, what is it? Zaps. Yeah, eternal detention. And then zap. They zapped into eternal detention. Like yeah. that's an awful sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the, the title has nothing to do with the actual story. I don't know why yeah, it's called oh Raided and Weed. She, there was no crying. It's <laughs> a more accurate title for this, then. Fight Club 2, back in the habit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have called it Whale of a Tale. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just Finding Nemo 2. That's fine. <laughs> oh, I found him. He's a, he's a pinata. <laughs> I'm a Disney rider, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. Let's do another compliment and let's go home. Drew, do you have one remaining compliment for this movie? You know, I, I, I think I do. I, I think the best piece of information that you get from this movie is that it really it really teaches you uh, what it's like to be, you know, a famous person in that you never deal with any kind of publishers. You only deal with the handlers. <laughs> and I would also like to show that as as bad as it is, you know, this how much this girl's going through it, I love that they actually still blame almost all of it on the yeah, handlers. Like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, at the end of Jamie's breakdown, right, when she's about to, to vanquish her, her other self, the other self says, uh, we're a team like Abbott and Costello. And I like the idea of, of that being the best team that she can think of, right? <laughs> Abbott and Costello is the most relevant reference. Um, and I was really hoping that, you know, going off of that, they would actually go into like a, a one-person version of, of who's on first. <laughs> yeah. yep. Well, I also like the, that she's suggesting there that one of Abbott, Abbott and Costello, of the two of them, one of them doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. and also Abbott is pure evil 
Well, so here's my my compliment. Um, my favorite part of this movie, easily, no question, is a couple of very brief cameo appearances from Trax, the Salt Lake City light rail. <laughs> I am a, I'm, I'm a big fan of public transit, and at, at a couple times during the movie, they showed an establishing shot, and a light rail would go in front of the light rail run right in front of Ralph's Pizza Shack, and uh, I, I, I recognized it as being from the Utah Transit Authority, and indeed it was. So wow, you know what? Fuck it, that's not for the movie. Compliment to me. I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very impressed. I need to give a compliment so we can get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Play it on, Smoke Dog. Let's hear it. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, if there's one thing that this teaches us, it's don't write, but also be a self-starter. I really admire that Jamie did not, despite all the money she had, did not go to a salon, did not go to a professional stylist. Getting ready for the dance, she did it all herself. And I think a lot of girls could learn from that. And that's seriously a compliment <laughs> in this uh, crazy mixed-up world we live. That, that was a great scene also, though. I mean, like, they're playing, like... Like a lot of like, you know, it was kind of like upbeat music. But I was thinking if they had like something like kind of more seductive, like "Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon," it'd be like a much darker scene. Oh yeah. Or even like "Eye of the Tiger," you know? <laughs> <laughs> which is really the only thing I want playing for any montage of anybody getting ready for anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't understand what you were saying, Chris. A lot of girls should learn that lesson of doing their hair at home for their high school dances. Yeah, frankly. Did you live in a rich neighborhood, Chris? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Girls I know uh, all put on their own makeup for high school. Wait, Alex, how do you actually know that, though? I mean, were you there? <laughs> of course. He was their alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that is it for our show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I'm sure you didn't watch this movie. Thank you for uh, sitting through <laughs> us talking about a movie you've never heard of. But now we can take care of it so that whenever we see Read It and Weep getting top billing on Google searches. We know who it is and why. Anyway, thanks for joining us. We're taking a week off next week for uh, Kwanzaa, but we'll be back in two weeks. We'll be back here. We are reading next Left Behind, the first book from the Left Behind series. Anyway, I highly recommend you guys don't read that, but if you do want to get it, it is available on Audible, so you can, for being our fan, go to audiblepodcast.com slash weep, download the audiobook for free, or something that you would enjoy. So, your choice. So do that. That would be awesome. We would really appreciate that. It supports us. But also, uh, you could then not feel as lost as you did during this show. <laughs> Check it out uh, in two weeks. Uh, thank you so much for being here, normal panelists Ezra and Chris. Mm. Yeah, of course. And uh, thank you so much, all the way from New York, special guest Drew. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun. We always love having guests. Uh, you have been awesome. Uh, we'll have you back soon, I'm sure. Everybody else have a great night. See you in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening to Read and Weep. Please send us an email with your feedback and or your holiday greetings. The email address is podcasts at read-weep.com. 